It's a brand new day, and we're putting the AM in American politics. We've seen the darkness of division and despair and are now jumping into the light of a bright path forward. Progress is here, and we're sharing its story with you, for you, all with the help of Signal Boost. Now, here are your hosts, Zerlina Maxwell and Jess McIntosh. Welcome to Signal Boost. This is Jess McIntosh. I am here with Zerlina Maxwell, and we are welcoming Oliver Willis for the very first Oliver Explains the Right of 2022, because it turns out they didn't stop their shenanigans in 2021. Oliver, thank you so much for joining us today. So um, ostensibly, we we're here to talk about Republicans. So so we should we should probably probably move into that. Um, Zerlina and I began the show being big mad about i was the, just gonna um, say big mad that's so weird yeah i, I, I mean say, there's really there's only one way thing. to describe i was like we were we big were. mad oliver and just big, like, mad. big mad about the uh the the trump records and and how the records are being turned over to the january 6th committee torn up and taped back together <laughs> uh contrasting that very obvious criming with what happened in 2016, where the mere possibility that because of her email server setup, Hillary Clinton could have done what Donald <laughs> Trump actually did. Right, um, right. And it's you can see where the anger is coming from. But like yeah. this, you have been saying, like more clearly than just about anybody on the progressive left, that we need to be making a media spectacle of uh scandals in the same way that republicans do can you talk about how that might relate to this one particular story and what do you think democrats ought to be doing right for sure i mean the thing is what they have to do on the right and we've seen this for years is they have to make stories up you know like you talked about with secretary clinton they had to make up scandals to attack her with and what i've been seeing you know for years now but especially with you know with trump especially because he's very stupid is getting these scandals handed up to you on a silver platter and not, you know, exploiting them. And I mean, it not exploiting them might be the wrong term, just doing basic, you know, one-on-one political competence of saying, this is an outrage. The president tried to engineer a coup. He's, he's continuing to cover up a coup. He's very stupid in the way he's covering up a coup. And just sort of creating a constant drumbeat of, look at this crazy thing they did. Look at this crazy right. thing they did. And I mean, Democrats, you know, I, they can't say that they don't have the bully pulpit in three ways. You've got the, the president, the, the, the Speaker of the House, and the Majority Leader in the Senate. Plus, I mean, you have, you know, many prominent Democrats. You have, you know, AOC. You've got, you know, different members of Congress. You've got members of committees, members of Judiciary Committees. Like, I feel like the Republicans have given the Democrats uh, an overwhelming, you know, source of material and stuff that nobody has to make anything up. I think that's the key part here. Sometimes when I advocate for this, people are like, oh, well, I don't want to be the, like the Republicans and lie about it. And I always tell them, I said, there's no reason. The criming right. is, is, is very obvious right in front of us. Like, look at Donald Trump. You don't have to make up a single iota of evidence of what he's done over the last, Just if you just look at the insurrection stuff. For the last year, you don't have to make up any of it. It's in the front page of the New York Times all the time. Literally, all you have to do is continue to reference it. And that's the thing. I think Democrats sometimes have this, you know, I, I, I personally sourced it back to maybe even Watergate, you know, mindset where, OK, well, we'll let the newspapers break these big yeah. stories and we don't want right. to be unseemly and right. seem too crass and, you know, quote unquote, exploit it. But that's not really how that's not how things work anymore. Things haven't worked like that for a long time. Like. As you guys know, these stories, 
you know, they, they, they're, they're covered by sort of political obsessives like us, but, you know, quote unquote, regular people, it's, it's one day in and out and it's gone. And unless people talk about it, unless members of Congress, you know, bring it up, unless even the president himself, the, you know, the president's press secretary, unless they reference these things, it's going to be one day we'll see, oh, well, Trump destroyed records. And then by, you know, by Wednesday, it's gone. And it, it goes into the ether because, you know, it's a 24-7, 365 Twitter, Facebook universe. And in that world, if you don't talk about something, it's dead. And Republicans, that's the thing. Republicans understand that. Like, I mean, they have Fox News. But even aside from Fox News, if you go to any Republican member of Congress's Twitter feed right now, you'll see them talking about, Biden border crisis and mm-hmm. inflation and even things like Hunter Biden's laptop and about, you know, all, you know, transgender sports and all of these topics. And we look at that and like, what are you guys talking about? Why are you bringing this up? But the reason they do it is because their audience says, feed me, feed me, feed me outrage, feed me outrage all day. And again, they have to make it up. Our side really. And that's why I think it's so easy. We don't have to make it up. It's it's real stuff. <laughs> but I think because it's real stuff, we get caught in the, oh, well, this is real stuff. This will get covered. This yeah, will get breathless right. coverage because this is a real, obvious, existential crisis of a scandal. We don't have to gin it up. Right. You're, you're saying that the media is actually attuned to the performance of outrage more than the substance of the outrageous thing itself? Yeah, yeah, I would say, I mean, if you, I think you could probably trace it back to the sort of Clinton era when Republicans first understood this thing, where you had a popular president with a great economy, and what did Republicans do? Now, granted, they were handed, you know, evidence with the, with the Clinton sexual scandal. But even aside from that, you look at the other quote-unquote scandals that came up during the Clinton era that were completely made up. They understood, oh, if we feed the press these things, they'll they'll jump on it. And I mean, unfortunately, part of that comes from the fact that the press has been largely gutted. I mean, local newspapers and outlets yeah. have been, you know, gutted or corporatized, you know, and then at the national level, there's, you know, four or five outlets that all sort of, you know, they march to a very similar drumbeat. And if you don't create that drumbeat for them, they don't cover it. You know, I, I, there was a recent thing where with Mitch McConnell where he talked about, you know, black voters as separate from Americans. Yes, and it got we covered that. Yeah, <laughs> and and it got an it got an additional day of coverage beyond just the initial outrage. Why? Because Democratic members of Congress said this is ridiculous. So then it created another day of coverage that wouldn't have existed otherwise because it would have been a one day story instead of a two day story. You know, and they didn't have to make anything up. They just had to say, open their mouths and attack him and say this is ridiculous. And it, you know, I think sometimes for Democrats and progressives, it feels like redundant like i shouldn't have to say it isn't it obvious but you know i I really want them to get over that feeling of like no it's not obvious we have to we have to feed people you know yes it's it it feels redundant and you know we don't like to do it but if you want to be a surviving political movement you kind of have to do it so it's politics (laughs) though i mean which yeah suck it up also too it's like you know the idea that what you said the drumbeat that's what's missing. There's no drumbeat. There's no, I mean, aside from maybe three members of the committee that I can think of, Madeline Dean, Jamie Raskin, I can't even actually think of a third that's on TV on a regular basis. Liz Um, Cheney, unfortunately. Is on, yeah, so, so it's, then, but she's not even on like an MSNBC or a CNN every day. She's doing, you know, Sunday shows and, and, right. And, and big, big um, interviews. But I, what I'm saying is that what you the message that you just articulated is something that I did hear Madeline Dean say on MSNBC yesterday or the day before. 
But unfortunately, last week, it was also Madeline Dean that I heard saying similar things on MSNBC. And so it can't just be one person. It can't just be right, two right. committee it members. Has to it be has to be. Right. Yeah, it has to. It, the drumbeat is in t- important because the drumbeat is what makes the story from the crazy Reddit thread to the to the, you know, what, what used to be Breitbart or whatever equi- media equivalent now then goes to Fox News, then goes to CNN. Because right. of I mean, the, the drumbeat. Right. The thing people have to understand, and I mean, you know, it, people are very busy. They're not paying attention to these things like the three of us are. They're real. They, they just aren't. And we have to accept that. And so how do we break through the wall of, you know, all the other things that they're seeing? Because you have to remember that a regular person, yes, they're seeing things about the president, but they're also hearing things about the Spider-Man movie and football and, you know, everything else in the world. So how do you break through and say, this is important? Well, you have to tell them a story and, and you have to have heroes and villains and, you know, multiple plot developments and all of this stuff. And, you know, I, to me, I look at things and I say, like, progressives, well, we have more of the creative types. I mean, you know, we have Tom Hanks. They have the guy from Hercules. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, it behooves. And, and the thing is, we've seen progressives do this in the past. You guys remember the, the Democratic convention from last year? Well, it told a very compelling story about right. why Joe Biden should become president during a time That's of it. crisis. You know, like every night they, they said, OK, well, these are the themes we need to hit and we need to say, well, who's the bad guy? It's Trump. And what's, what's he failing at? The virus. And what do we need? We need Joe Biden to save us from you know the virus. And so it, it's they're very capable of doing these things. That's the part that you know sort of frustrates me a lot of the time. It's not that we don't understand this topic. We understand it better than the right does. The right sort of goes at a, you know, with, with a brute force. And again, they have to lie about it. We've got the real facts in front of us. The creative types are all, you know, almost all progressive types. So do it. <laughs> and it, it just, it's sort Maybe of like. Maybe the fact that they had to make it up actually set them up for success later. Like they were used to having to go overboard oh, in, for sure. in making somebody think that something was real because they were starting with a pittance. And, oh, for sure. For sure. They, they've been making that, up. That these... actually. Did that like teach them? Like, is that, is that, I mean, because it is weird to hear you talk about this and then to think how many campaigns I have been on, how many already know that this isn't real. And they're like, yeah, but the opponent had a press conference hitting you guys for it and we have to cover that. So we're going to cover that. So you can have your paragraph to say your thing about how this isn't real, but the story is getting written. Like I had right. that conversation 1000 times <laughs> <laughs> while I was yeah. on campaigns. Like I know that's how it works. Yeah. These are the people that, that, that for years talked about, you know, Bill Clinton was running drugs into Arkansas and Barack Obama was, you know, born in Kenya. And, you know, a million other lies about, you know, even at a local level, as you said, about other Democrats, like they have, this is part of their lifeblood now. They understand like, oh, well, we just have to make up some crazy story. And if two or three of us say it, it'll get coverage somewhere. And the Democrat and or, you know, a progressive leader will have to, at the very least, they'll have to, they'll have to contend with it. They'll have to say, okay, no, I'm not a space alien from the planet, sir. And, and even if you, when, when they do that, they understand that. You know, even though we find it ridiculous, they understand that in their world, a Democrat denies that he's an alien. That's a story. And that's a good right. story to have because it makes them look bad. Like they, they understand that even the denial of a ridiculous story is worth it. You know, in, yep. in, in the back and forth of politics, you know, denying a, a lie is still a worthy hit. Whereas, you know, again, 
the part that frustrates me and, and like i can't tell you guys how much it you know upsets me is that this is all real stuff we don't have to make a single thing up every day you know i open up my computer and you know ron DeSantis is saying something insane you know donald trump is trying to engineer a coup mitch mcconnell is talking about black voters not being you know american like none of this has to be generated it, it, it's all out there it's just a matter of oh look you have to point at it and you have to say this is bad and they don't have to say that much it just has to be five or six democrats that say this is bad i don't like it look at this mr and mrs america look what these guys are doing get really angry about this and that motivates voters and gets them to support you know good progressive ideas to stop these bad guys like you know it's pretty i don't know it's pretty straightforward but it's 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 like pulling teeth sometimes <laughs> <laughs> i just I don't, don't understand, understand why. why yeah yes. I, don't, I don't understand why it's like i mean like what are you afraid of that they're gonna attack you they're already doing right. that i mean the thing well, that, that i never understand is like well we don't want to um and, and and i also think that when we start with like this is hypocrisy that's like the weakest attack line ever yes um yes. and so unfortunately that's the default often is to point out the hypocrisy of republicans but that is not an attack line that lands or is effective and if you're not sure just look at the fact that that's the line you're using all the time. And clearly it's not working. <laughs> it's yeah. not working. You, so you can't, you can't use a hypocrisy one. attack with somebody that's completely shameless. Right. And, and if anything we know about the right is that they're completely shameless. I mean, they're never going to be chastened and say, Oh, you know, my current position is completely different from how it was five years ago. I will now shut up about with my current decision. As we've seen over and over again, that doesn't happen. We're seeing it right now where Trump said, you know, I'm going to put a woman on the Supreme court. And, you know, right. President Biden says, I'm going to put a black woman on the Supreme Court just a few years later. And the same Republicans that were perfectly fine with putting a right winger, you know, who was a woman on the court are now attacking Biden for saying, I want to put a black woman on the Supreme Court. They're completely shameless. So, yeah, that line of attack doesn't work. And so I sort of feel like on our side, we we think that these things are you know beneath us because we're like, oh, the, the public, they understand either they don't understand or they're not paying attention. And history has shown us that they're not paying attention to these things and it's, like it's on us. There might be a third option here when you're talking about hypocrisy, which the Republican tactic, their playbook also serves, which is that regular people, people who are not immersed in this stuff today as we are, just assume that all politicians are hypocritical. They just yeah. assume that yes. they'll change their position. So when we say, look, Mitch McConnell said one thing for Amy Cohen, so effing what everybody does that and it's very right. hard to try to convince them that actually no <laughs> there is a yeah. whole party exactly so beholding its principles that we really shoot ourselves in the own in our own feet um trying to make sure that we compromise them right i mean you know if you basically to me if you're anything short of president obama who was one of the few people that was able to cut through like our innate cynicism but otherwise mm -hmm. you're right like otherwise most people say ah they all do that and when so when we bring up a a hypocritical attack they're like ah you all switched your position on things and i mean it's not exactly true that everyone has switched their position but it really is true that there is a level of cynicism to american politics so yeah that that attack is negated and and republicans and conservatives know that people are cynical about politics that's the thing like i feel like the right has succeeded in playing politics as it is and you know the left is sort of saying let's play politics through our ideals through like you know right. how we wish the world was and, you know, it's hard for people, I think, sometimes to understand, no, like, the world isn't like that. Everyone isn't going home and studying up on these topics. Like, 
we I wish it was like that. That would be great. It'd be wonderful. It'd make elections really easy because people would always make the the best choices for the country. But very clearly, that's not what's happening. So if you have to lead the horse to water, if you don't want the horse to die, lead him to water. (laughs) (laughs) To respond to what you said, Oliver, I mean, I think that the leading the fish to water is the is the right analogy, because I feel like there there are so many obvious examples. They're so obvious. Just point them out. That's it. Right. You don't even it's right. like, just point point right. them you, out. You don't have you don't have to make anything up. You just have to say, look at that. Look at that. Look, you, you know, maybe maybe if it's maybe people will understand better if I say, you know, act like a toddler where a toddler says, mommy, look at that. Mommy, look right. at that. That's Mommy, what you need that, to do. Right? Yes. Yes. No, literally. I mean, and with the 24 hour media and all of the, you know, streaming platforms, we got social media. App, you you have to do look at that. Look at that. That's what our media landscape is now. Look at right. that. Because there's so many there's so many options that, you know, it, it, it's no longer, you know, I mean, I'm a little older than you guys, but it's no longer the world of the three nightly news broadcasts where like, the, you know, the three white guys tell us, OK, this is what is important in the world. And everyone goes. Okay, what Tom Brokaw, you know, and Dan Rather says is the most important thing in the world. That's the world. Now it's, you know, a million different things coming at people all at once. And people are busy. They've got kids and families to deal with. They've got a virus to deal with. Like they have all these sort of things on their plate. And so we have to break through that to say, okay, here's the easy answer. Here's one thing to care about. Okay, now go back to taking your kids to soccer practice. You know, we need to do that. Is it is this goes back to something that you and I have talked about a lot, which is right wing investment in their echo chamber. Like, are we just are we just missing out that there aren't enough people who are willing to um, say the thing that they might think is embarrassing because they're literally going, look at that, look at that, look at that for the third time that week. Like, do we just not invest in outlets that are willing to do that? I mean, I think that's part of it. But honestly, I feel like people sort of are leaning on that as a crutch as well, too. Like the fact Mm -hmm. that there isn't really a you know, left-wing Fox News is, yes, I mean, you know, there, there needs to be more progressive-minded outlets, you know, to, to, to push good ideas out there. But I feel like even within the existing framework of the world as it exists, even with, you know, media that is not really open to progressive ideas, even then, I still feel like people should just say something. And then, then you can complain that it's not being covered. That's a whole other thing, too. Like, the right has been very good at saying, well, the media isn't covering our completely right. made-up story about Hunter Biden's laptop. <laughs> which you know, proves how us. important it is. Right. Yes, right. Which is a thing right. that you have been very good at pointing out to us throughout right. the Trump administration. Oliver, thank you for continuing to do this in 2022. <laughs> you, didn't you, break my, you didn't break my brain today, Oliver. I made it intact. <laughs> it's, a new, it's a new year, so I figured it's we'd get It's the first time you know? maybe ever in five years. I think we started happened. broken. That's what happened. Oh, because I broke it earlier when I was yelling yep. about Hillary Clinton. Okay. That's, yeah. that's it. We just got to get to that place before Got we you. talk to Oliver. And right. Ready for it. Oh, I see what you, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Oliver. Please enjoy your Florida weather. And we'll <laughs> you <bet. laughs> we'll be back tomorrow with another Signal Boost podcast. Thanks for listening.